0: Okay, so most people spend their lives doing whatever it takes to fit in. Clubs, fraternities, secret societies, social media. I'm looking for my tribe. I need to fit in somewhere. Why do we crave acceptance? Why is it that we need validation and approval? Well, you're going to be amazed to find out what it's like when you embrace not needing to fit in at all. That's where you'll discover the wonder of you and begin attracting your best life I'm Stephen Canyon. Glad to have you back with us. We're always uh, having new listeners joining us as well. Also glad to welcome all of you aboard. KineticBelief.com is the website. KineticBelief at StephenCanyon.com is how you get an email to us. Also want to remind you that Law of Attraction 100-Day Journal is now available in hard copy, as well as downloadable digital version at KineticBelief.com. The event calendar is also available there, Mastering the Universe workshop locations. You'll want to keep up with those um, events, also the podcast brunches, and along with the Sounds of Music events, all of those amazing things you don't want to miss. Keep up with it at kineticbelief.com. Details on those events and other new discoveries can always be found there. Greetings to you, Megan. Hola. Hola. Hola.
1: Buenos dias.
0: Hello, senorita.
1: (laughs) Como estas?
0: Do you get get called Megan very often, or is it always Megan?
1: It depends on what uh, side of the Mason-Dixon line (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Or
0: the Atlantic Ocean? (laughs) That too, that too. Or wherever. Yeah. um, Except Megan.
1: If if I'm in the South, yeah, Megan. 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 That's um, You prefer I, that? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> not. Really? Absolutely not. <laughs> I have a feeling you've been That's called gonna that. That's going to be a hard no. A lot.
0: <laughs> That's funny. For me. So, Megan. So, okay, quick question. Okay, when she, did you first realize mm-hmm. that you were special?
1: Oh, day one.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. No problem with that, huh? I actually, <laughs> no. If I,
1: anything, I, I, I probably had to, you know, figure really out far. how to tamp down the ego a little. A little <laughs> Megan, bit. you're
0: not you're not all that okay. You're not as special as you think. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: I'm yeah. one of those people that I've you know from as early as on as I can remember, I just always. Thought I was hilarious.
0: Well, you are. Well, you are I'm funny. sure there were
1: times when I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <But> Megan. <laughs>
0: no, I'm it's funny. I
1: was of. actually talking to my sister about this recently, and she, and I said, I said something to the effect of, you know, I, it seems like I should have known I was more awkward in high school. And she and, and my sister said she said, Yeah, you were completely like unaware of self. Like you know, I was typically an awkward teenager, but it's like I didn't know I was. But now
0: wait a minute, I think to me being awkward means you are too aware of yourself.
1: Well, I guess what I'm saying is when you're a teenager you have the braces, like maybe you don't know how to use makeup yet, you're just transitioning into a normal human being. It's kinda weird but and I looked like that, but I didn't act how I probably looked. Uh.
0: But there's freedom in that. Are you kidding me? I remember this guy yeah. in high school, and um, he was in it, he was young, but mm-hmm. um, maybe twelve, thirteen years old. But he okay. was not quite high school yet. But he wouldn't couldn't swing his arms yet when he was walking. Oh no! I mean, you, you know what that imagine? looks like
1: when people can't swing their arms. What? It looks like Bigfoot.
0: Oh, you're right. It does. Doesn't Bigfoot
1: it? always puts his arms with his legs, mm. like in the sightings. <laughs> You know? Now,
0: I, I knew a guy, and he was an adult, and he would swing his arm with his leg. Oh, no. You know, the right leg yes. goes out, and his right arm would go with oh, it. And no. you talk about awkward, right? It's
1: hard, isn't it? Adulting, becoming an adult can be a difficult hill to climb.
0: <laughs> I knew you were special when I the first time I saw you surfing in Southern California, in Del Mar. That wasn't the first like, time and, I
1: had surfed, though.
0: No, that, but that's the first time I saw you surf.
1: Okay, that's true.
0: And, uh, now, there's a special girl.
1: Oh, my goodness. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, this is it. This is how I go. Yeah. What happened to Megan? Well, she died. It was crazy. She died surfing.
0: Those were stormy waters. Well, that
1: was just stupid. Yeah. The whole day was stupid, honestly. Mm. <laughs> that was a horrible decision.
0: <laughs> so we are we are here today to talk about discovering the wonder of you. What a me,
1: me great thing. Me specifically? Yeah,
0: this is all about you, Megan. <laughs> Isn't it always? Isn't everything just about you? Well, <laughs> Megan's 10 ways,
1: Megan. So wonderful, mm. um, so uh,
0: I've been waiting for this episode. No, you are actually a smorgasbord of wonderment, okay well, well, that's I'll sweet. give you that Everything you put your hands to has a slight variation to the theme. It's um, so cool to watch
1: yeah, you know, I do feel very blessed. I feel very blessed that I have kind of a natural creativity and sort of a zest for that those new projects and but I gotta say once I zero in on a thing, you can't you can't pull me off of it i mean that
0: is true it's like a vulture circling its prey
1: yeah when it's when it's in my mind <laughs>
0: that's true that's so not true. sure if
1: that's good or bad but that is moi <laughs> well,
0: well speaking about your speaking of your sister when you and i first started hanging out together yeah i remember meeting her april for the first time she she was listening to you and and i mean we were having a conversation about yeah. something well we were
1: friends first
0: yeah right We
1: were friends, and first. we
0: were talking about something and i just remember her going Oh my god, you're both weird.
1: Yeah, she said she looked at you and she looked at me and she went, "Oh my god, there's two of you." Right, right. Yeah. Very
0: strange. Weird and wonderful, but not common. Correct. Isn't it something? And that's really what I want to talk about today. And what I'm about to tell, just to tell you, it, it actually goes against what many people and and actually governments want you to know. No, 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 no.
1: Yes. Well, and it's interesting because I think it's crazy that you're doing this topic today because I was just thinking um, about this yesterday that we've really lost sight in our society, and I think in a, in, a, in a global spectrum in all societies, I think we've lost sight more than ever of the individual. Mm-hmm. And because you know we're talking about how unique we feel our qualities are but that should be a 100 percent times every person on the planet
0: well this is going to get a little strange perhaps a little spooky because there is an there's actually a reason that people are losing touch with uh, individual identity Mm, and it goes beyond self only to come back to self and there is a there's an ulterior motive for this
1: you mean an ulterior motive within people or outside of outside of people huh
0: it's outside of people what now what what you do with what I'm about to tell you, with the knowledge, is going to be extremely important for you. Look, history is full of examples of people in authority trying to tip the balance of power by using humans' biological sensory perceptions of Mm -hmm. being the same, looking around and, oh, look, we're all the same color. We all walk alike. We're all from the same place. And telling everybody that they're just alike versus being different versus anybody actually discovering, hey, you know what, um, we're, we're all different people. And so there is this, there is a, an, an ulterior motive for, for people not realizing their differences. And so they've used this as misinformation and they still do it today and they do it in their favor. So what I'm talking about, even today around the world, there is a misuse of genetic science such as eugenics. There are people that are distorting the degree to which DNA makes all of us different from each other. And so what we talk about and what they focus on more than anything else is the commonalities, the things mm-hmm. that make us alike. Yeah. You know, why we all have 10 fingers and and can <laughs> and have the ability to to use language sure. and on all those things. So Well,
1: and the first thing that pops into my head is that it makes people easier to
0: control. Well, that's exactly right. And here's, here's, here's the thing. In study after study, researchers have found that the genetic differences within a race of people far outweigh any clustering of genes that would define similarities within a race of people. In other words, no two two humans are genetically identical, right? right? So there's an original design and there is a purpose for this, going back to the original purpose for us being created in the image of the creator, all of us uniquely different. So painting a factual picture of our genetic differences is the beginning to discovering the wonder of you. And that's what we're going to do today. Think about it. When a person begins celebrating the uniqueness of each other and themselves, that makes each of us, at least potentially, wonderful and dynamic and with collected differences. What a remarkable thing diversity can be.
1: Well, what an interesting take on it to look at it from a DNA perspective, because this, again, like every episode does, goes back to not living by the scene, um, what you can see, touch, smell, hear, you know the physical senses Mm -hmm. is going back to really the unseen and, and which will always take you back to that original purpose that you talk about.
0: Right. That's exactly right. And so that is going to be vital to anyone's anybody's success. When we look around and we are observing other people and, and gathering information from news and sources and fables and movies and books and whatever we are using education to uh, e- extend and, and expand our knowledge, what happens is if we are not also predominantly including what makes us uniquely different, then all of a sudden we're, we end up uh, masquerading and imitating the lives of other people. And the result of that is that we're not becoming who we were designed to be originally. And so we end up sad and depressed, and there's anxiety, and there's you know, all the, the tumultuous relationships that ensue from that by not pursuing the original dynamic person we were intended to be. But then on the other side, and kind of where I opened today's podcast, is that uh, this empowers people that are controlling societies by saying, you, know, you guys are alike, and you guys are alike. And you need me to referee the the um, the two factions here. There's only two. There's you and there's you, and you guys don't like each other. So I'm the I'm the authority and I'm the referee. And you need to keep me right here so I can tell you guys uh, I can protect you from them and them from you.
1: <laughs> well, and you know what had me thinking about this yesterday is I was listening to an interview and it was blowing my mind how much I was hearing people trying to speak for large groups of people a girl for example was was saying women as in all women or men as in all men which is insane and first that's, of where all. that's
0: where that comes from
1: as if they you know because they had the thought then that must be what everybody in that faction right. thinks and feels and is and i think that's really dangerous
0: Oh, it is. And you see it so much now in social media, you'll have one person um comment on something and the and the the way that they comment is they'll start it by saying, All of us think this. <laughs> right. Here's or you'll hear people say in well, one hour, everybody is losing their mind over that. Yeah. And this is how everybody's thinking about that. And we don't like this. Right. Or all of us like that.
1: Like everyone's sharing some common brain. There's
0: just a collective yeah. one one thought. And that's a dangerous, dangerous thing. Not only and the reason it's so dangerous is and I use the word danger in a sense that it would prevent you from living a life of delight and joy and happiness if you fall into this and if you believe this this big lie. Here, here's the thing. When you are unique and all of us, you're individually unique, one of a kind soul that first arrived into the physical and your basic physical senses begin measuring your environment. You know, you're putting the sensory mechanisms out there to, to say, is this safe to touch? Can I make it through this hole? Um, (laughs) Is it okay to go across this street with these machines, whatever they are going, all this stuff we start, we start uh, measuring our environment. And your physical senses, what they are is they're wired for basic survival in the natural. And they are naturally attracted to the path of least resistance. So that yeah. means, what that means is that the least resistant path causes the human condition to look for commonalities. Where, what are the similarities here? And how do I compute this? This is an intrinsic, um, instinctive survival technique that we come into the world with. Instinctively, we we quickly recognize that there's safety in numbers. If I'll just belong to this huge group over here, then I can kind of blend <laughs> in and no one will ask me a hard question. Yeah. No one will single me out for ridicule or anything. I'm just going to hide here in the numbers of this large sect of people.
1: And what's funny is that that's not really caught up with uh, evolving society yet, because I think the biological reason for that is so, you know, your body's going, well, if I hang out with a lot of people, I probably won't starve exactly that 's not right. ne- that 's not necessary anymore but
0: that 's it that's and, right. and it
1: does seem like when you have a collective a group of people, it does seem like there 's a huge difference between having a one a single minded collection or collective versus a collective of individuals creating the group so it 's like it 's almost like you can have one big Uh, It's almost as if when people come together, it's it's a big organism, and they're all thinking and moving and acting the same. Mm -hmm. Or you can have a collective, and every single piece of that collective is totally unique and individual and different. Um, So, Because it's not to say we shouldn't be hanging out in groups, but it's how are you hanging out in groups.
0: That's exactly right. The conundrum here, the paradoxical paradoxical, uh, part of all of this is is that um, a utopia would actually be uh, an achievable if, if... people if the world could wrap its collective mind around this is that the world does come together as one one group but in that one commonality the the individual reigns supreme the differences are championed rather than um uh cursed and the uh the, the uniqueness of individuals is now the thing that's celebrated among the masses. And what happens here is when, when you begin to embrace that individual unique person that you are and you look within to see what your differences are then you see that you are and and also you go into the stance that i'm not competing anymore i am here to create every single person on the planet is here to create and the problem again with secting everybody out into these commonalities and saying you're all the same color you're all the same race you're you're of this nation and you're of this nation and you're you're all alike because you're from uh this country and since you're all from this country, then you have to be alike. And the problem, again, is that if you're all alike and you think that you're just like everyone else, then you're going to stop looking within to see what makes you uniquely different. And you're not going to create as a result. And all, it, all you're thinking about is, how do I compete with all these other people? And as a competitor, whatever it is that you're competing for, you're just trying to take from somebody else the thing that you're coveting. And whatever you gain that way will be taken from you tomorrow in the same manner. And so we live this round robin of an existence where we're never achieving what we're actually creating. There's really not any achievement in that uh, equation or that situation. Everything is taken. It's all being competed for. Come into this world to live successfully by advancing your mind, body, and soul by creating What makes you uniquely different?
1: Do you think this is the cause for a lot of people having depression and just a lot of the negative uh, mental things that people are experiencing
0: lately? No question about it. Depression is a fruit of fear and fear is a derivative of competition. And so, when you are looking around and doing only comparisons because you 've been told that we are all alike, so what are you doing if i li- 'm if i 'm alike or i 'm like this group, well, I have to observe to see how i 'm like this group. I need to dress like them, I need to try to walk like them. I need to feign the uh, interests the same that I have the same interest that everybody does. I need to try to enjoy the same foods and all these other things when actually you are uniquely different dna even says that you are we are far more different than we are alike and but as long as we continue to try to conform to what we believe we're supposed to be and we listen to the judgments and the ridicule and the advice of people that are trying to get us to conform to their thoughts in the way that they think that they should be living their life and their ancestors lived this way and grandma and grandpa did it this way, so you need to do it this way, then things are, like you said, you're going to live a life of dissatisfaction and, and depression, anxiety, uh, sadness... And there's just not ever really mounting up to the things that you thought it, or you think, or you actually know it could be. Something's wrong. Something's missing. And this is what it is. I
1: think it's really interesting that you you just started by saying that this is going to be rooted in fear. You know, all of the all of this negative negative you know collectiveness <laughs> that shouldn't really be there. That it's rooted in fear, and and really anything that we talk about here always goes back to that, doesn't it? anything good, anything really original source, it's as if to get to that point you're always going to have to overcome some kind of biological fear that's trying to get to you
0: you overcome all these things by being authentic yeah see for survival mm-hmm, most good. and and when we're told that we have to fit in and most people want to fit in just for survival and they believe what they're told they don't want to rock somebody else's boat they subject themselves to bullying and the wrongful use of someone else's dominion and authority and all it all this is and life has become for the masses all over the world, it's nothing more than an act of survival. I'm, I'm working hard and, and hard at work to pay my bills and to do this and to show up on time and not be late or you know make this kind of money and go to, get, go to this college and do what mom said, do what dad said. I'm going to live the life that you're telling me to live only to get to the end of all this to realize you've lived someone else's.
1: I have to say, what you, one phrase you just mentioned, that overcome through authenticity is very powerful and we shouldn't just blow by it because that is, that's going to be a huge part of succeeding at becoming your original self and and finding that core self, which, as you have taught us many times, is the root of of manifesting anything you want.
0: That's right. That's exactly right. I heard a story once that uh, a guy was saying that you know, he got he was recently married and and for years his wife would uh, cook a ham. And she would put it into a pan and put it into the oven. Okay. But before she would put it in the oven, she would cut the tips off of the ham, and uh, like, oh, It was the top a roast. Actually, it's a roast. She would cut the the, the the both ends of the roast off. Oh, okay. And then she would put it in the pan, and she would put it in the oven. Mm-hmm. And one day he said, um, "Honey, he said, can I ask you a question? Why do you cut the ends of that roast off to put it in the oven?" She said, "Well, that's the way my mom showed me how to do it." <laughs> Okay. And he said, well, why do you do it that way? And she said, well, let me call her and ask. So she called up her mother and said, why do I, you know, Why are we cutting the, the tips of the roast off to put it into the oven? Yeah. She said, well, that's because it's the way Grandma showed me how to do it.
1: <laughs> okay. She said, well,
0: let me call her. And so she called Grandma. Uh, grandma, yeah, um, uh, the daughter wants to know why we're cutting the tips of the roast off. And Grandma said, um, I showed you how to do that because it, it didn't fit into the pan that I had.
1: oh my word we just want to um, fit it we do what we're told without
0: without looking within (laughs) to see what you recognizing truth and authenticity (laughs) how
1: much roast good delicious roast had been wasted (laughs) (laughs) think for yourself
0: but seriously (laughs) pretty funny the problem with all of this is that we're talking about is if you are just wanting to fit in, and you're being told that you're supposed to, and and gosh darn it, we are all being told exactly what we should and shouldn't be doing. Everybody's looking around and with a competitive nature and bullying each other, judging each other, saying, well, that's not what you should be doing. This is what you should be doing based on what I myself would be doing, and just everybody is into each other's business, and we all just... Most people just, you know, they want to get along and they are always under condemnation and hearing those voices even long after they're out of the the, the conversation that we're having, the negative thing, they're back home, they're by themselves in, in the quietness of the moment and they're still condemning themselves with the thoughts of that conversation. They subject themselves to bullying and all of the wrongful use of somebody else's dominion and authority. And all of this is just an act of survival.
1: Well, I think this is one of the trickiest things to navigate because there's nothing more convincing than a majority of people telling you something and acting a certain way and you do get the sense um goodness that that it's correct because everyone must is doing it you know you get that sensation and even for the most you know, free-minded hippies of us, <laughs> it's a lot to overcome. It's a lot to think through.
0: So much self-doubt and so many people, they grow up, they become adults, doubting their own ability to make decisions. They don't want to be told that they're weird. They don't want to be told that they're different. And the problem with this is, is that people just fail to develop what makes them unique and what makes them beautifully different. You're supposed to be different rather than abhorring those things that make you different and thinking that there's just something wrong with you, hey, those wrongs are rights. And we need to right those wrongs and to elevate them and say, this makes me who I am and celebrate that and champion it. And look for people to be around you that edify that and get away from those border bullies and people telling you that you shouldn't be different. Look, they pay no attention to the wonder of themselves. So what makes you think they're going to pay any attention to the wonderment of you? Wow,
1: you know, you're making a really great point that these little unique intricacies in each of us, that's what is going to create a vibrant, exciting, deeply fulfilling life. It's, and they don't seem like they're that big, but they, they, it's a collect, you know, they're accumulating, they're accumulating through your life and through your days. And then they, they end up just creating sort of this tapestry of the unique you. Um, I was talking to a woman a few months ago and she's 84 and she's very fiery and sassy, this really cool lady. But she said that she would love to dress in Western clothes. I'm talking like the rockabilly, like the old, you know, um, cool. what would be an old country Western singer? Like,
0: uh, oh, wow. Um, Dolly Parton. Uh, yeah. But, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Um Like. I'm trying to think of a name. Just you
0: get your gun. Is that a senior? <laughs> well, like, <laughs> I don't know. like you know,
1: like the old guys with like the really yes. festive shirts yeah. and yeah. everything. I wish I can I just can't think of a name. But she said she would love to dress like that, which I thought was so funny. Like this 84 year old woman just wants to dress that way. And I said, well, why don't you? You know, they sell those clothes. Go get them. And she said, oh, I just can't imagine how much my friends would laugh at me if I did that and I Mm. just had this thought of one little thing like that just wanting to wear what you want to wear but not doing it because the perception that some people may have about you I mean that's just one piece of this huge puzzle
0: well gosh you know we've noticed this too we travel so much I mean and especially Oh gosh, just during the last, what, 12, 10 or 12 years, we just, that's, yeah. we, we were always so traveling. Travel. Yeah. And we've talked about it often, at, uh, the different places that we go, and we're usually in a place for a couple of weeks or so, but then everywhere we go, you'll notice that um, everybody's dressing alike, even though it's it's different than the place <laughs> we just came from. Yes, absolutely. And... Uh, don't you and you always wonder well who started who started this and and most of the women they'll have the hair, same hairstyle yep. they're Men wearing too. the same tights yeah. or, or or jeans, jeans or, or shorts or yep. and the guys are all dressed just alike And yes. but it's a whole it's like a uh, uh, just a pocket culture of yes. attire absolutely and then and then also you'll notice you'll go into a, a store or a restaurant and they're basically saying the same thing remember the first time that we ended up out in, I think we were in Boulder, Colorado. Yes. And um, and it was really the first time I'd heard the like, the word like being used so much, like, 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 and like, and they're like, and they're like, and everybody was like. And this is probably twelve <laughs> years ago, and I think it's most everywhere now. It's just part of the vernacular, but it starts in one little microcosm of of yeah. of, of a place and speech. But the commonalities, we were attracted to those things. And again, it's a basic instinct of survival. And the... As- The result of all this, sad to say, most people, they go through their natural life adhering to just being, uh, to what they're being told to think or what they are observing to think. And we want to fit in rather than, again, celebrating what makes us different. And if we can throw that switch and and embrace the differences in each other and recognize, first of all, we're creators and stop competing. It's a a competitive mindedness that causes people to fear not um, fitting in. Because if you don't fit in, you there's just this you know you're everybody's bullying each other to look alike, talk alike, act alike. I want to I want to be popular, so I got to be part of this this big clique. But if we become individual creators, those are the one percenters. Those are the wealth builders, the elite athletes, the artists that are remembered not that imitate, but that are actually authentically creating the first to come up with a medium, the first to try to paint or sculpt in a certain way, the first guy to break the one mile uh, 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 record for for running. The the, The the, four-minute mile. The the four-minute mile, yeah. Yeah, All these people that. that do the first, those are the ones that are changing the world. Those are the world changers. Those are the ones that are, are happy and joyous and living a life of just excitement. The inventors, um, the, the avatars of invention, all these guys, they're not looking around seeing how can I make a chair that looks just like that chair? No, they're improving on everything. They're looking for the genius within. And if you'll do that, if you'll Recognize, and everybody has that genius on the inside of them. If you'll get away from the noise of the world, and away from the condemnation of the judgment and the opinions of others that are trying to mold and and uh, use their dominion in an incorrect way to control you, you've got to get away from that. Even though these people love you and they they have what they think you're uh, the best of intentions, uh, they're incorrect, and everybody's wrong in this whole. Uh, scenario in that you need to be left alone. You need to get away from them to find out what makes you different and develop that and embrace it and fall in love with yourself and unconditionally love yourself and the things that make you different. If you don't do this, then you're going to continue to live a life of uh, mediocrity.
1: Well, I think you just made a few really good points. Uh, First of all, you said if you can flip that switch, which I really like because this is a perspective flip. You know, this is something that you're going to practice, that you're going to be ideally going, you know, Meditating on this and being aware of it in every single social situation and you're going to get better and better at it. So I love that idea that you're going to flip your perspective. And then also the, the way that you're going to do that, you said, you know, not just appreciating your unique qualities, but it starts with appreciating the unique qualities of others because embracing the fact that everyone is unique is a huge part of, of realizing your own self and your own creative insight and what makes you you.
0: That's right, it goes both ways. And another way to look at this is to say, okay, I've decided I am unconditionally loving myself. In other words, I am celebrating the things that make me different. And then as a result of that, I am also going to unconditionally love everybody else and their differences, what makes them unique creators. Because now what you're doing is you're moving out of survival mode for the first time, perhaps. And this is the kind of life that will lead, if you don't do that, you're going to stay in lack, sadness, depression, poverty, sickness, decay, everything that is opposite of the expanding, growing life. But then those who say, okay, wait a minute, I listened to Stephen Canyon today, and I think he's on to something. So hold up, everybody. I don't believe what I'm being told anymore by anyone that doesn't know me and unconditionally love me. Now, if you know me personally, and I know that you unconditionally love me, tell me what you think. Hmm. If you don't know me personally, and I know that you're not unconditionally loving me, I really, you know, I'm unconditionally loving you by turning away and walking away. I'm not going to give you access to me anymore.
1: I saw a really good quote the other day. It said, if you have a problem with me, just call me directly. And if you don't have my phone number, you don't know me well enough to have a problem with me. Well, there you go.
0: <laughs> there you go. I that was really
1: good.
0: Yeah, no, I don't even know my own phone number. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Maybe I need to memorize my you're number. You're off the you hook know. then, big time.
1: And, you know, you also mentioned uh, being cool, you know, which I think is an interesting concept. Because all of us want to be cool, right? I mean, even if you don't, you're full of it. You want to be cool. And make sure you
0: got the right definition of being <laughs> well,
1: cool. Well, that's what I was just going to say is that this sort of gives you an interesting insight to that because it's as if people want to fit in 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 pursuit of being cool, that effervescent person with, you know, which everybody just loves, but that's in total contradiction to actually being cool. Cool is unique. Any cool person I've ever known was so comfortable in their own skin and they were vastly unique. And so if you're ever if you ever find yourself just doing the whole fitting in thing, that's not it. <laughs> That's cool. The wrong, That's, wrong direction. Yeah, yeah.
0: Being cool is not caring what anybody else thinks so that you can be yourself. Yeah. Those are the titans of happiness. Mm. These are the people that begin to practice the, the unconditional love for themselves, and then they advance to unconditional love for everybody else. That's a cool person. Yes. The, the intentional meditation for revelation knowledge regarding unconditional love is, is going to be a prerequisite attracting your best life. You're not going to be able to do any of this that we're talking about if you don't get away and be quiet and write down these, these high viewpoints and into a thought form where you're holistically uh, idealizing yourself and seeing the life that you're, you're living all in, in every direction what that looks like. And meditate that and cast down every negative influence or every negative thought, everything that comes in to contradict the image that you're beginning to uphold. And by the process, through that process, now that's a discipline of unconditional love that you're going to be able to move into through the the purposeful meditation.
1: I always think this is a fascinating process of getting to know yourself, discovering those unique qualities that make you, you, and probably the most Interesting part is how these things physically manifest, whether it's through how you dress or your hobbies, your job, your friends, the way that you, you know, what you what you decide to learn, whether it's new languages or whatever. But I just think it's always fascinating to see just it's almost like scales falling off or a butterfly leaving a cocoon. You know, you just don't know what's gonna happen. Oh, you don't know what's gonna come out when you pursue this. It's so exciting.
0: Right, yeah, and there's so many different elements to this because a lot of people are listening to us talk about love right now, for example. Yeah. And when I talk about love, you have gotta be really careful here. I'm not talking about the human kind of love. And that's the first knee-jerk place everybody goes. It's just what we know. Is there? Look, there's a difference between human kind of love and unconditional love. And that's, you're going to have to meditate on this one because this is a tough one for a lot of people. The kind, that kind of love, human kind of love, listen, it's unproductive for aligning your creative plane, for attracting your perfected life. The human kind of love, it's always going to be based upon feeling. Feeling. Well, I feel like I love you. I feel like I love me. I've stirred up these love, loving feelings now, and I'm, I'm all well. All is well in my life. Why? Because I'm loving everybody. How do you know? Because I feel like I love them. Wrong. You're not there yet. Look, the human kind of love, it's an intense feeling of deep affection, and it's always going to be based upon what somebody does for you.
1: Or now, looks like <laughs>
0: <laughs> right or what or what somebody looks like you're high. <laughs> right but that's the human kind of love and you may yeah. start off you may start off uh, correctly unconditionally loving them in other words you're loving somebody that hadn't done a thing for you yet but you're just you know you're you're all sweet sweet on them and you just you what you're doing is you're expecting them to do something for you because you're mm. you're choosing to love them that kind of love it's always going to be unproductive for aligning the creative plane for attracting your perfected life it's always going to be based on feeling and that kind the love that is conditional the human kind of love, if somebody fails to live up to your expectations, then I am telling you, and I probably don't have to tell you, but resentment and bitterness begins to grow, and it might not happen at first. It may be two or three years from now, and you're just holding on and holding on, and you're waiting and waiting, and you're just trusting in that first moment you decided to love somebody, but it's just not working out.
1: I wonder if that's why people renew their vows. <laughs> and renew
0: their vows and renew Okay, let's,
1: let's let's they're hoping to let's reignite.
0: let me remind you of what you said to me <laughs> originally.
1: That's exactly right. Maybe if I put this dress back on I'll feel something again. <laughs>
0: and I'm always thinking, well, now what did you do? You're going to have to go and, and renew and those renew. things. But it's usually they didn't do they didn't do anything. That's why you end up renewing sure. your
1: vows. I'm sure some people do it in a very sweet way, oh, no, but but right. it is funny to think about. You know, they do. But and, so and, if if the human yeah. kind of love is based in really just feelings or you know just emotions, which change so often, then I mean, what is what what is unconditional love based in? What's the basis for it then?
0: Well, let me kind of take the, the long way around to, to get into the unconditional okay. love. In quantum physics, desire is a substance that attracts like kind. Let me say it again. In quantum physics, what you desire is, is, is simply a, we just use the word desire, but what you're, what you're camping out on there is a substance that is going to attract like kind. In other words, as a creator, and that's what all of us are, We're beings having a natural experience, but we're creators with the ability to believe and to see the thing that we're believing for, adhering to, and relying on to manifest, to rearrange circumstances in our life. So as a creator, the desires that you have, the things that you observe, if you will, both positive and negative, whatever it is that you're observing, you're always going to attract a variation on that to manifest in your life. And that's why we've talked about before, you know, how things just, be, your life begins spinning out of control and things you never expected would happen, these just collapsing in every direction. Well, all of that always started. There is a root cause for that. And it goes back to something that you were just allowing yourself to observe and watch and think about and dwell on and consider that was negative source energy. So the practice of unconditional love for yourself and for everybody else. Um, Is going to result in there's no more bitterness, no more jealousy, no more anger, no more disappointment. Those things that cause disappointment won't be there anymore. Whatever used to cause you to be jealous won't be there anymore. And it leads to a peaceful and joyous life. And that's what's attracted to you. And it, be, it starts to become you. Look, this is not something you're having to work at being. You start off having to put in the, the mental gymnastics and the labor of staying in unconditional love and understanding what that is. But then it starts to become you. And um, your, your life is attracting the unconditional love alignment and a creative plane for constructing that perfected life. There are so many natural influencers creating biases for judgments. And what we're doing is we mindfully begin selecting the appropriate ones that we can adhere to and rely on for that unconditional love. In other words, you're not going to any longer consider what someone else can do for you. You're not going to judge who they are, what they do, why they're doing it. You just let them be. Allow them to be whatever it is. Because, And you can do this because you first of all, and this is important, you start this practice by You have to unconditionally love yourself or it is going to be impossible to unconditionally love anybody else. I can tell you that. It starts with you. And once you get into that place that, you know what, all I need is me. I need my own self-approval. I need to recognize that, hey, I'm beautiful. And I am supposed to be different. And you start embracing those differences. And you fall in love with those differences. And you walk taller. And you get up early. And you're looking forward to every day to be an expression of that creative expression of what makes you different not for the applause of anybody else, but for your own celebration, for your own applause, for your own approval. And when you start approving of yourself and you're living out full days of creativity and appreciating your best effort for whatever it is, not because it's better than anybody else's, but because it's your best self and you unconditionally fall in love with that. Now you can apply the same measure of love for everybody else.
1: I really like how you called unconditional love a practice because that gives us such a strong sense of this is something that you're working on daily. It's, you know, just like they, for example, with yoga, you know, they call it a, a yoga practice because you, you're you never going to achieve, there, it's it's an eternal pursuit basically. And, and I love that concept that, you know, you're practicing, you're practicing unconditional love. One thing that I always personally come up against when discussing and, and considering unconditional love is, is how to find the balance between, um, unconditionally loving everyone and protecting your own self unique qualities, your own, um, you know, that the life that you're wanting to build for yourself, self respect basically, because I think a lot of people think of unconditional love as letting everybody off the hook for a lot of stuff. And I know I have in the past.
0: Well, and that's a great point, and you have to go back to the beginning of this, and just like we were saying earlier in the podcast, check, check the access that you granted to other people. You mentioned lose, losing the phone number or, or yeah. whatever. If, if you've got people that are so-called on the hook in your life, you do need to let them off the hook. You're the one that put them there to begin with. You shouldn't have anybody in your uh, sphere of influence on any kind of a hook, Set them all free. And then those that are, that are championing you and celebrating and edifying and encouraging you, and they know you personally, and you're recognizing the qualities of unconditional love coming back toward you, you can do no wrong in their eyes because they're not competing with you. And they just love you for who you are, whatever that is. And if you ask for advice, they're, they're willing to give it, but according to your own aptitudes and not what they themselves would do.
1: I like that because it feels very natural, the way you just described it. Because you are basically, if somebody is sort of coming into that natural vibration with you, you know, they're participating on the same plane that you are, you're just naturally going to have this connection with them. Nothing is forced,
0: really. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and you're going to have to be sacrificial in the sense that you know what? I need to cut a lot of people loose here. <laughs> I have collected a lot of acquaintances: the guy at the bus stop, the girl at the, across the street, the, the couple waiters down the street, and, and all the dim and dim and dim. And I got all these guys off the beach, and uh, those that I've met at every uh, rest stop and bus stop, and and I've got you know 500 friends right now. Do you really? Do you though? Do you though? Yeah. Yeah. No. Cut them loose. Get rid of them, and you only need just a couple select, if if any at all. All you need is you.
1: It's better to have zero than a few that so than a true. lot that aren't, uh, um, you know, connecting to you in the right way.
0: Because I'll tell you what, if you're unconditionally loving yourself, and if there's no one else in your life, there is a chorus of love for you that now exists.
1: Wow. I love that. And you know, today's topic, the wonder of you, it really gives you that sense that. You know, there there's a lot within me that's untapped. I still have so much to learn. I still have so much to pursue, and to and to really discover about myself at at any stage in life.
0: Yeah, this and this goes this goes so far so far reaching, and um, this is so important to me. And I think this is really part of what drives me to do what I do as well, Meg. I'm, governments and authorities all over the world they empower themselves by promoting the biological commonality of all those races and, and groups of people, and then they turn them against each other. Right. And it's easy for them to do that because of the natural law of cause and effect. Is, it, that's all that's required to direct all these groups of people that are simply wanting to fit in. And, but the, 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 the destructive thing here, of course, we see what it means nationally and internationally. And, and it, But the, the thing is, is the individual loses a life because of it the individual they lose their own proverbial gallery for expressing themselves that they'll never step into and they are instead out on the streets of chaos trying to be recognized by fitting in and it doesn't work the the natural cause of law and effect that's all that anybody's having to use but we're different Understand that you are so different. On the quantum level, you're diversely different. On the creative level, you're totally different. There is no one else like you, and there shouldn't be. And that's cause for celebration. You are beautifully unique.
1: This is a really beautiful description, really, of a path to self-discovery, which is fascinating. when When you hear, when I'm hearing you talk about this, it's just hitting me that. You can spend so much time with yourself, in your own skin, in your own mind, and still have so much to learn and discover. Um, we've definitely been fed this bill of goods. That's just—it's not accurate, and it's detrimental to to living this perfect life that you're telling us we can have.
0: One uh, one way of telling if if this—if we're talking about you or not—in the right or the wrong way today—is are you comfortable being by yourself? Mm. And when you are, do you spend that time just looking for another group to go and fit in with? Are you making phone calls? Uh, Yeah, Justin, what are you doing tonight, man? We need to hang out or you 're just looking for another group and you're're you're, or you 're on your phone and you 're texting and looking for somebody to text you back gosh it 's been thirty minutes and i haven 't received a text oh my what 's wrong with me or I sent a text and it 's been ten minutes since that no one 's responded do they not like me anymore uh, over here, why is this person ghosting? Are they ghosting me? <laughs> what did I say wrong? What did I do wrong and so we're we're becoming a society that is hungry for validation. I need approval I need somebody to approve of me today. If that is you, then you're missing your best life.
1: I think it's interesting too all the different phases of this that you're describing because you have the person that you just described that can't necessarily be alone. Um but then you also have people that maybe they can be alone and they've mastered that but they still need to discover more unique qualities about themselves. They still have that little trigger that wants them to fit in and be a part of the collective in a negative way. So there are so many different levels and even layers to this topic. Well,
0: that's a great point. There are a lot of people that want to be alone just because they're tired of the bullying and they're depressed. And in their depression, they seek solitude. Mm. And what I'm talking about is the person that loves being alone just as much as being with anybody else. Either way, it doesn't matter. But their alone time, they spend that looking within, why am I different? I love being different. What makes me unique? How can I sharpen those unique tools? How can I make the the thing that makes me different even stronger and better? I want to b- locate the genius that's only mine and no one else's. And I'm speaking in in, in quantum terms now and going down to the, the level of DNA. I love my DNA and that it's not like anybody else's and it never will be. And I want to—I don't want to mask that or masquerade my life anymore. I want to be that different person because that's where my happiness and joy is.
1: Do you really think that anyone anyone listening is 100% capable of achieving this? Because I, I was listening to someone the other day and they were trying to make this, what I thought was a horrible point, that some people are just dumb, she said. Mm-hmm. Some people are just dumb. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, well dumb in relative to what, you know? Are are they I mean you can be a genius in one area and a moron in another. So it, it, I it, I don't like counting anyone out is is what I'm saying. And so do you think that just anyone can achieve
0: Anybody what can do this. About. And uh, whoever that was, um, and she was correct. she was just saying that she's dumb. <laughs> um, anybody that says that some people are dumb, that's a dumb person. And so sure. that she was you know, uh, she was correct in that. But yeah. yes, this is, anybody can do this, even the dumb person that said that. And because you have this, this is part of what makes us us. And that's the ruse on this planet right now, and that's the thing that's causing strife and division and wars and and covetousness and people that are just demanding to take from others. Uh, And that competitive spirit in nature that thinks there's there's not enough to go around. I need to take from you so I'll have something. If everybody would do exactly what they're able to do and can do and were created to do, we would all be creating. And there's more than enough in this universe and and on this planet, in the mountains and in the depths of the earth, for everybody to have more than enough of anything they could ever hope for or dream for or imagine.
1: And like you always tell us, I would imagine that this process... Is supposed to be fun, like everything else that you, that you guide us through, that it's supposed to be a fun process. Yes, you have to dig deep to overcome the fear of whatever that may be for you personally um, to get to this point, but you know, this should be thrilling. It should be exciting. And, and, and it is, yeah. and it
0: so is. And once you can set yourself free from the opinions and thoughts and your own ideals of what other people are thinking about you, look, you have authority within you already. You have dominion. You have the ability to speak and see something done because your words are things. And they're, they're. quantum physics is not a respecter of persons. Natural laws are common to everyone. And as a creator, you have access to the substance of things hoped for. You are able to manipulate and create, to desire and imagine and hold from a highest viewpoint of thought form into form. And to hold that in rearrange circumstances of your life, change your body, change your body shape, change your health, get rid of disease, get rid of sickness, change your friends, attract wealth, create a, your best life. You're able to, as a creator, the, the seemingly labeled greatest person on earth, all the way down to what man would say is the least of these, everybody is a common creator, co-equal creators. Every single person has the ability to advance their mind and their body and their soul into whatever they're believing for, to see that come to pass in their lives.
1: I've always thought that one of the hardest things about manifesting something new, manifesting a new life in any area is leaving behind the familiar because it it, it feel familiarity is, it's like a blanket. It's like a cozy blanket. (laughs) You know what it is. You've been doing it a long time. You know, it works at least to some degree. Um, so when you're leaving that familiarity behind and you're going into this totally new life where, you know, you're already saying that you're going to be leaving people behind and places and a lot of things that you, that was your norm, you, you're not, it's not going to be your norm anymore. So how do you, in that transitional process, how do you maintain that positivity and that momentum really, just so you can actually get to where you're wanting to go?
0: You're recreating what you're imagining to see. If you look around to observe what you're already seeing, you'll continue to have what you've got. Mm. If you remember the past conversations you've had to create another thought form or to to have a conversation on the phone or with somebody at work or whatever, and if you're just repeating yourself, you'll continue to manifest what you've already been talking about. Mm -hmm. Everybody is already living a life that they've been believing. Everyone is going through the day living and experiencing a life regarding the things that they, they talk about. You've got to change what you imagine to see and change what you talk about to change the life that you're living. Mm -hmm. What you say about your life in gratitude for wisdom is going to attract discernment for manifesting your perfected life while being set free from all those things that you fear. Journaling is the paramount way to do this and to do it successfully because that's a positive that's the way that we create positive interruptions that's going to enable us to cast down all those negative source imaginations negative influencers those are intentionally removed from our imaginations when we begin journaling those positive thought forms these daily positive interruptions and that's what we're talking about doing in order to change everything Those, they're how you unbecome every past experience of abuse from the wrongful dominion of others. And you could go all the way back to your childhood and unbecome all of that to go back to the original and become what you've always been anyway. You're not becoming something that you're not. You're unbecoming the things you were never meant to be.
1: An interesting thing about the journaling is, one of my favorite parts anyways, is how you can see your growth. Because when you go through this process, you change a lot. A lot of times more than you even realize. Because when that, when that fade is happening, it's you know, showing up in these slower, more methodical ways. But when you journal, the difference between day one and day 100 is so vast and it's almost unbelievable when you read things that you wrote just 100 days ago, mm-hmm. you go, who was that? <laughs> it is, it is putting is a super person? on your
0: natural and it, it absolutely is. does advance you way beyond anything that yeah. you could have ever imagined. It's, it's your Quick. imagination along with what you can't even imagine. It's the law of attraction meeting your, your kinetic belief somewhere down the road and it's bringing the best possible scenario into your life mm. to agree with what you've already been believing to see. Here's the thing, your imaginations and beliefs, all of those, they develop early in your life. And those beliefs, rather baseless or with merit, it doesn't matter, they they create motivational feelings. And that's the knee-jerk stuff that we're talking about. And what that does is it directs your creative thoughts for attracting, good or bad. Look, you are already, everybody, you are already using the law of attraction to construct your life. Everything around you, you're building it with what you believe to see. And that is why this is so vitally important for everybody's success. And I would plead, I would even say, I beseech you, I beg of you to do this because you can change how you are already doing something in order to begin perfecting your life to live your best life life is so precious the the clock is ticking days are coming going and going so fast every time you turn around it's monday 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 or you might would rather say it's Friday, Friday, Friday. I don't know. But belief, it's not a respecter of persons. This isn't just for uh, what you believe are people that are highly educated or were born with uh, um, uh, uh, a lot of money. It, it has not nothing to do with any of that. Regardless of your past or your present day experiences, you have the ability to redirect your expectations immediately. And begin to imagine to see in the present tense, being grateful for what you already have, no longer focusing on the negative. Don't even think about the sickness in your body. You think about how your body feels and looks in its uh, best state and perfect health. You're attracting your perfected life. You're perfecting your life by doing this. And... All of this is coming from that purposeful genius that's already on the inside of you. The powerful truth is you have complete control, total control over what is to come in your life.
1: Wow. The wonder of you. It's its something that's, I think, deeper than any of us even realize because... We've been made to think that we're simple and average and that we're, that we're not that different from each other. But when you get down into it and you start to understand yourself, it's, it's amazing. It's just amazing how unique and and really important those differences are because they all, they all come together to make the world a really functional, beautiful place if we're doing it.
0: A great place to start. And I would challenge everybody listening right now, when you head out tomorrow, wherever you are, whatever city you live in or, or town or wherever you are, as you go through the day, start looking around and be grateful for the differences that you see in people. That's good. Think about that and admire it and <laughs> and, and even compliment people and say, that's really cool. Not because you're dressed like me or because I want what you've got, but yeah. because it's different.
1: An appreciation, a genuine appreciation for... For others, and and goodness, you're right. There's isn't it funny though because uh, I think a lot of times that human tendency is to look at someone and go, "What was she thinking?"
0: Right, because (laughs) she didn't think like you thought. Instead of you know what. They're doing exactly. That's exactly what they should be doing because they're doing it.
1: That's powerful.
0: Appreciate them. Just the
1: act of that, it seems like it would be a, a huge life changer for you.
0: It's a great place to start. You know, a, a really cool guy, Walt Disney. I, I love the, <laughs> the story of his life and, yeah. and how creative he was and different he was. And he embraced his differences too. But he, he said, the more you like yourself, the less you are like anyone else, which makes you unique.
1: Wow. I like that. It starts within, and it spreads yes. out. And that's a good point, though. Isn't that sort of a red flag? If you find yourself being critical of others, um, it's because you're not loving yourself. You're not loving you're, yourself. You have an issue with self, so that's you might right. want to pause. Yeah, if,
0: if you're one of those that watches the Olympic uh, ice skaters, and as soon as you see somebody fall, you're like, "Loser."
1: Well, that's a that's an exception.
0: Oh, is, <laughs> was that talking to you? <laughs> I feel
1: personally attacked. (laughs)
0: Say say this after me. Say, I unconditionally love myself.
1: (laughs) I unconditionally love myself. And
0: those who are not physically around me.
1: And those who are not physically around me. I
0: delight in my own solitude.
1: I delight in my own solitude.
0: I am a gift to this world.
1: I am a gift to this world. And
0: have no self-pity.
1: And I have no self-pity.
0: I love and approve of myself.
1: I love and approve of myself. I
0: enjoy focusing on myself.
1: I enjoy focusing on self.
0: And my differences. And my differences. Following my belief for well-being.
1: Following my belief for well-being.
0: I am safe and sound.
1: I am safe and sound.
0: I trust my original source. I
1: trust my original source.
0: My original purpose for wisdom.
1: My original purpose for wisdom.
0: I receive more wisdom.
1: I receive more wisdom. Right now. Right now. And right now. And right now. And I
0: got a little more now.
1: And I've got more now.
0: I make the right choices every time.
1: I make the right choices every time.
0: Because they're my choices. Because
1: they're my choices. They
0: are the right choices. They
1: are the right choices
0: because they're mine.
1: Because they're mine.
0: I draw from my inner self.
1: I draw from my inner self.
0: My inner being.
1: My inner being.
0: My inner light.
1: My inner light. Hey. Hey. I trust myself. <laughs> I trust myself because I
0: unconditionally love myself. <laughs>
1: because I unconditionally love myself. And I love and I love
0: the wonder of me.
1: The wonder of me. Oh, this is beautiful. What a great, great episode this has been, and one of the coolest new additions to the website is something called a Purpose Workbook. Will you tell us a little bit about that? I think it goes really hand-in-hand hand with what we've discussed today. Probably one of
0: the most awesome uh, resources we put up online before, and it's something cr- I created to help you and to get into the within source of you, what makes you unique and different, the things that we've been talking about today. What is it? And the workbook is just a a short journey to ask you and prompt you through and giving you some thoughts or some some information to consider and meditate on that's going to help you reveal to yourself the things that you want to write down. And as you go through this step-by-step, it's a quick journey, but when you get to the end of it, you're going to realize and probably recognize, oh my gosh, I had no idea. This is why I'm here. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is my purpose, and yes. that's what it—that's what it's, it's for.
1: It's very cool, and um, I've done it myself, and it—it it does spark some insightful thoughts about yourself that I've, you know, for—for for me personally, I'd never had them before. It, it helps you to see things from a, an outside perspective on yourself. Really, it's re- really cool, and you can find that at KineticBelief.com.
0: Yeah, that's it, and then of course, the Law of Attraction 100 Day Guided Journal. It's a challenge, and if you're not already doing it. You need to, and um, i personally it 's a book that I wrote, and uh, i can i 'm inserting thoughts, thought formations, and helping you get it to that highest uh, uh, viewpoint for your life, and uh, we walk through this together for a hundred days, so if it 's healing you need or rela- uh, improving your relationships, drawing new people in your life, creating wealth, whatever it is we we get the 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 job done in a hundred days. things are changing like Megan was saying a few minutes ago, drastically, and it 's so much fun it 's really exciting and but I will tell you this if you are considering getting the guided journal then don't get it just because you think it'll be only fun, um, because I challenge you. And it's a very serious uh, book, and it's something that's going to cause you to think about things you've never really thought before and dwell on it in a sense that um, it's, it's, uh, it's a work. In other words, it's not just candy. It's not fluffy. It's, it's an actual uh, probing work that you're going to go through for 100 days, and I think it's going to reveal some things to you that... Um, you're going to enjoy seeing at the end of the process.
1: I always think of it as almost like a little spiritual boot camp because 100 days... It will revolutionize you if you're do if you're putting in the work with the book, it's gonna do it so fast.
0: Some deep so, I'm, thoughts. I'm one of those people yes. that likes
1: to rip band-aids off. <laughs> so <laughs> right. yes. if you're like me, <laughs> then you'll enjoy it.
0: Just get the ouch yeah. over with.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Just Very change good. me quickly.
0: And of course the event calendar's there.
1: The event calendar's there, lots of really cool resources. And make sure you just sign up with your email address on the website because we do a lot of cool giveaways, uh, freebies all the time that are really fun. Well, this has been great, Steve. Sure Thank sure you so has. much.
0: And, and Oh, podcast brunches. Don't forget. They're fun. We do a podcast oh, yes. there in the in a cafeteria with you. Check out the the uh, restaurant. Check out your, the event schedule to see if we're coming somewhere near you. And it's usually a three-hour deal. We eat. We do an hour-long podcast. And then we do Q&A and uh, get to meet a lot of folks.
1: I think the way. next cities coming up for that are going to be Atlanta, Dallas, and New York. So if you mm-hmm. are interested in that, shoot us an email. We'll get back to you. Uh, with ticket information and yeah i think that's gonna wrap it up for today
0: sounds of music don't forget those oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds of music. Good. all those details about uh, that yeah. everything else at kineticbelief.com so much fun megan see you back uh tomorrow where i think we're what what are we talking about tomorrow
1: i i don't know what are we talking oh, what about was that? Tomorrow?
0: Uh, oh stop caring Ooh. i like that mm, yeah that's, oh, that's good exciting one. that'll be fun this okay. has been great see you tomorrow
1: see you then thanks steve bye